This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, off the top in this hour, though, uh, I want to talk about the issue of, of corporate taxes. Obviously, one of the first things the uh, Alberta NDP did coming into office was to raise corporate taxes. The provincial corporate tax rate was 10%. It's now up to 12 Obviously, corporations pay a combined rate. There's the provincial rate and the federal rate. Now, the federal rate has been uh, coming down over the last couple of decades, started under liberals, continued under the conservatives. And it's made us, I think, more competitive internationally because that has been, I, I think, more or less a, a global trend. Certainly, that's one thing that, that Donald Trump has talked about in the United States is uh, lowering their corporate tax rate, which has actually been relatively high in a global context. But I think, unfortunately, it's, it's an easy thing for governments to do, as we saw here in Alberta. That even the previous government, uh, the, the Prentice government, had released a poll suggesting that there was support for raising corporate taxes. They resisted doing so, but it seemed easy for the New Democrats. Because I think to most average Albertans, we don't think it's something we pay. That's what the, the rich fat cats pay. That's what rich companies pay. That's often how it's framed and maybe how people view it. But a new study from the uh, School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary takes a, a closer look at it. What does it mean when we raise corporate taxes? What happens within the economy and who ultimately ends up paying? And maybe it's not who you think. Joining us to talk more about it, very pleased to welcome to the program Ken McKenzie. He's a professor of economics and a fellow with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary. Ken, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Why, why is it important then to understand what the impact is when, when corporate taxes are raised? Well, I think it's, again, you, you alluded it, uh, to it in your, uh, in your opening comments, that there's this perception, I think, on the part of the, the general population that, you know, corporations um, end up ultimately paying the corporate tax. But even though they're legally responsible for paying a tax, obviously, uh, corporations do what corporations do, and it's quite possible, indeed likely, that they're going to pass that on in some sense. So there's basically three ways that they can, that, you know, uh, three groups of people, uh, and it's people who ultimately pay taxes, not, you know, um, abstract corporate entities. There's three groups of people that can pay corporate taxes. That they can pass it through to consumers with higher prices, and I think most of your listeners would be sort of, you know, understand that. But they can also pass it on to their workers or labor, if you will, through lower wages. And then ultimately, um, you know, the actual shareholders in the corporation, um, you know, they can also uh, you know, bear some of the burden, if you will, of the corporate income tax uh, through lower rates of return because after-tax corporate profits go down when the corporate income tax rate goes up. And I think that the general perception on the part of most people is that it's actually, um, you know, the, the wealthier shareholders, the owners of the corporation, who end up paying, um, ultimately paying corporate income taxes. But that's a very sort of superficial understanding of the issue because corporations um, operate in competitive environments. And so what we looked at is the extent to which corporate income taxes are borne instead by workers, by labor, through lower wages than they would otherwise receive. 
And what we found in our study, and this is quite consistent with much of the research over the past 10 years uh, on this question, what we found is that in a Canadian context, and particularly provincial corporate income taxes, that much of the burden of the corporate income tax, in other words, who ultimately pays the corporate income tax, is actually your average everyday workers in Alberta through a reduction, you know, in every province, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking specifically about Alberta here, uh, through a, you know, a, a downward pressure on wages because investment goes down in response to corporate income tax. And if investment goes down, corporations need fewer workers. If they need fewer workers, that puts downward pressure on wages. And in our study, we found that that is exactly what happens in a Canadian context. And in fact, who ends up ultimately paying corporate income tax are actually workers. Everyday middle and uh, um, lower income Albertans end up paying the tax through a reduction in their wages. Or to put it a little bit more nuanced view of it is that their wages are lower than they would otherwise be if the corporate income tax rate had not increased. Right. That's an important point. So it's not necessarily that workers see a, a pay reduction. Uh, yeah. along with uh, uh, an increase in corporate taxes, but it, it prevents those those salaries, those wages from being as high as they might otherwise be. That's exactly right, no. and that is yeah. an important point. And I know that sometimes sounds like, you know, sort of economist gobbledygook a little <laughs> bit, uh, to use a technical term, yes. but um, that really is quite important. So we're, we're not actually saying, oh, you know, you know the, the day after the corporate income tax rate increased, your, 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 your salary fell. No. What we're saying is that there's, over time, there'll be less investment in Alberta, and over time, that's going to put downward pressure on wage growth, uh, and so your wages will be otherwise lower than, uh, than they would otherwise be. So that's a, a, an important point. But the but it is an important point that ultimately who ends up paying it is actually workers. And we did some calculations for Alberta, for example, and we found that the two percentage point increase in the corporate income tax rate that, that uh, was put in place uh, last year, in the long run, and it takes time for this to work its way through the economy, uh, for an average two-earner household will lower, will lower their incomes by the equivalent of a little more than $800 a year. Um, you know, which, but, and remember, that's every year. That's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that adds up over time. And that's for an average worker. Um, there's a lot of workers in Alberta, mm-hmm. right? And so if you add it all up in aggregate for the entire economy, that amounts to a reduction in, in wage earnings of about $1.1 billion per year. And this is, again, illustrating that these corporate income tax increases are not being necessarily paid for by the wealthier shareholders, but more uh, to the point by wage earners in Alberta. Well, I mean, it's an interesting point because I, I guess if we felt that wealthy shareholders or wealthy business owners or just wealthy people in general needed to pay more taxes, raising the corporate tax rate seems a, a, a lousy way of going about it. I think that's a really good point. I mean, I think any government that is concerned about the distribution of the of their taxes and you know who bears it you know higher income middle income or low income people need to be aware of the fact that the, that it's not always uh, as clear as it seems uh, and that although it looks superficially as if corporate income taxes will be paid 
for by the wealthy. In fact, when you let the economy, uh, you let it work its way through the economy in the natural way that it will, in fact, it actually is workers. And that has very different distributional implications than if we felt that shareholders, for example, uh, ended up ultimately paying the taxes. So any government, regardless of their uh, political stripe, that's concerned about distribution of the tax system, and governments clearly are, right? I mean, you know, um, governments are, are always focusing on that. Then I believe that this, they, this, what this study shows is that the, is that the superficial perception that corporate income taxes are paid for by rich shareholders and rich corporations is actually at odds with the economic reality of it. Right, because rich people are are people. Corporations aren't people. They're, you know, the notion right. of a rich corporation, it's kind of an oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. Well, sure. I mean, corporations are ultimately just conduits, if you will, through which money flows, right? And it flows, it, you know, it flows in from people that are buying the corporation's product, and then it flows to their workers. It, they buy new capital with it. They flow it out to shareholders through dividends or capital gains. Those are all people. You know, corporate entities are, are not, you know, they're just a shell, if you will. Uh, and, and what we show in our study is that of those three groups, consumers, the capital owners, and 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 labor. Labor actually ends up bearing the bulk of the burden. And this is consistent with many other international studies that have been done on U.S. data, on European data, on international data. The evidence is building that indeed this is what happens. And in, in particular, relatively small economies like Canada, which is a small economy relative to the world uh, economy, uh, are particularly vulnerable uh, to this sort of reaction, okay? And, and indeed, Canada is almost a prototypical what we call small open economy. Uh, and it's because capital can move very quickly between jurisdictions, and labor can't move as quickly between jurisdictions. And taxes tend to stick to things that don't move very much, and labor doesn't move very much. And so that's the ultimate um, reason why um, labor or workers end up bearing the burden of these taxes, even though we impose them initially on corporations, they eventually trickle down to lower uh, earnings. Now, I, I don't think that this study is meant as an argument for a, a 0% corporate tax rate. So how do we know what an ideal corporate tax rate is? That's an excellent question. And if I could tell you the answer to that, I think I'd probably win a Nobel Prize. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's, it's really not that simple. Um, you know, uh, and, and indeed, I'm really glad you asked that question because, I, you know, some people would look at this study and say, well, you know, if a, if a, a, a two percentage point increase in the provincial corporate tax rate from 10 to 12%, if that's bad, then we should, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done it. Well, zero would be even better. Uh, and in fact, it's not a completely um, crazy question in a lot of ways. There are economists for a long time that have advocated actually zero taxes on, right. uh, on, on corporations because of this understanding that it's people that ultimately pay them, right? And so why not tax those people directly rather than taxing them indirectly through the corporation, right? So it's, it's, it's not a, a, a completely uh, bizarre question to ask. Having said that, you typically need a corporate income tax system to actually act as a backstop to uh, the rest of your tax system. For example, if we did have a zero corporate income tax rate, you could have people that hide income within corporations and get, you know, and defer taxes on that until they pay them out as dividends or wages or something. And so we need corporate taxes to maintain the integrity of the tax system. But the question is, um, you know, how high should that tax rate be? Um, and uh, when 
you're deciding as a government, as policymakers, uh, that question, uh, the purpose of our study is to point out that one of the issues is the distributional implications, who, who ends up paying it. And you should at least be aware that this is occurring. Uh, and if you're trying to um, um, support uh, or defend a corporate income tax rate because we should be taxing rich corporations, or even if they're more nuanced than saying taxing rich shareholders, that's not actually what you're doing. You're actually imposing uh, indirect taxes uh, on wage earners. And I think that's the important takeaway here in terms of, um, you know, from a policymaking perspective. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, people can uh, read more for themselves, policyschool.ca. Uh, Ken McKenzie, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank All you. right, take care. Ken McKenzie is a professor of economics at the University of Calgary. He is a fellow at the School of Public Policy, co-author of what's actually two reports they released today, uh, looking at who pays the corporate tax, and in particular focusing on the impact on wages and what the evidence from Canadian provinces tells us. And it's pretty clear. What's also significant, as they point out in one of these papers, is the comparison or the contrast uh, to the carbon tax and the reaction to the carbon tax. Now, I guess, unfortunately, we're, we're hit with both. Uh, but in terms of what would seem to have a bigger impact on wages, on Canadian households, it would be the corporate tax increase. Which, I mean, was largely, I think, in, in certainly in the context of other things the New Democrats have done, relatively uncontroversial. Uh, so it does pretty clearly have a, a negative impact on wages, not to mention the negative impact on the economy of higher corporate taxes. But it's such an important point he makes because it's, it's framed as a way of making the rich pay. But corporations are not people. If you want to tax the rich, then tax the rich. You can raise income taxes, you can raise capital gains taxes, you can even raise consumption taxes, whatever way you think you want to get... Uh, more from so-called rich people. But corporations are not people. And so who ends up paying it? It's not those so-called rich people that you're going after. It's the average worker. 403-974-8255 is our telephone number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.